Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Car Sales 101 or podcast uh, Car Sales 101. This is episode 23. Um, the, what I'm going to name this episode is going to be called self-evaluation. So basically, you just take a look at what you did throughout the sales process and you self-evaluate what you did. Okay. And the reason why I'm doing that is because Sometimes in the car business, what we do is we sell, we go to sell the car and uh, we end up not selling the car. And what we do is we blame it on everybody but ourselves. And we can always take a look back and see what we did or didn't do wrong. And with those of you that are new in the car business, you sometimes build up this arrogance that you've sold eight or 10 cars or you built up this confidence and you don't think you do anything wrong. And all of a sudden they didn't give you enough for the trade or the manager didn't, you know, discount enough or whatnot, where it could have been just as simple, uh, simple as a step that you could have done yourself. So before we get started into this deep into this episode, I've had two people, I've had quite a few of you reach out through me on the uh, private message on Facebook. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'm going to do an episode I think on Friday um, or Friday night that's going to be released on Saturday of one of the steps that or one of the um, objections that the salesperson's having problems with and I'm going to kind of deep dive deep in, dive deep into it but not too deep uh, because it's always going to be dependent upon um, the area and the market you're at. I'm in Houston so we have a very competitive market. You might not be in Houston, you might be in a very small market. So I can only tell you, I can only speak from my perspective. And I can only give you tips from what I see. And then I had another salesperson reach out to me. And basically what his question was is how do you uh, handle cold calling? So um, what sometimes managers do in the car business is they hand you a list and say just start calling. And that's calling what's, what I call that management-wise. And I've heard it from somebody else is failing forward. I don't want you to fail forward. I think that's stupid. I think that's arrogant or ignorant. You don't put somebody in the position to fail forward because what you're doing is you're making them make 100 phone calls to hopefully get one of them right that is retarded i'd rather take the time to train you (laughs) it's fucking stupid i'd rather take the time to train you so you can handle 10 phone calls and get one you know get one of them right i don't i do not believe in failing forward you know get it wrong 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 till you can get it right so um, i hope you all understand my belief on belief on that you know management i think sometimes we get in the mindset of like, well, you know, they'll work out or they won't work out or they'll blow out or, you know, I don't care. You know, it's a numbers game. And I I don't believe that. I don't believe on wasting my fucking time. I don't believe on wasting your fucking time. I don't believe on wasting H&R's or um, your uh, accounting's office time. I don't believe on wasting anybody's time. I want to make sure I hire right. If I I hire a green pea, I'm going to make sure I train them the right way. I don't want to waste time on you. It's just, it's monotonous. It's stupid. It makes no sense. Okay, before we get started in the episode, um, y'all know what to do, and I don't know if y'all heard, Anchor has now been purchased by Spotify, so we're going to be heard on all the platforms now, which is awesome, uh, and I, I appreciate y'all for you know supporting me. Every, every uh, message that I get, it's been awesome, so I do truly appreciate that, and if y'all hear a little bit of background noise, that's because I'm driving, so let me make sure I'm recording too, because every once in a while... I'll sit there and thought I record and I didn't have it. So um, a little cleanup for y'all real quick. Um, if y'all can, if y'all are listening to this on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on or um, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you are listening to this on, make sure you give it a five-star rating, excellent rating, whatever it is, and then make sure you write a review. And I'm not doing this for the simple fact of self-glorification or gratification. 
Um, you know, I have I have a wife. She tells me how horrible I am sometimes. No, I'm just joking, guys. But I, I, you know, I don't need that. What I want it for is that this uh, podcast gets lifted up. So if somebody types in car sales podcast, this is one of the first ones that gets seen. That's all I'm doing it for. Um, I know that y'all noticed that I have the Anchor app or the Anchor sponsorship. Um, that's the only one I truly believe in. There's been like three or four. I'm pretty sure they do it to everybody, but this that's the one I kind of believed in. So if any of y'all want to start a podcast, please do. Um, y'all know where to find me on Facebook because y'all have done that now. Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Um, also follow me on Instagram, at TNT Dad, 2728. If y'all have any hacks to get more followers, followers on Instagram, please let me know. Just private message me, DM me, slip into my DMs. But make sure you're good looking. But slip into my DMs if you want to. I'm just joking. <laughs> but slip into my DMs and tell me. Uh, and LinkedIn also. Tony uh, in parentheses. Uh, Anthony last name story. Okay. All right. Let's get let's dive into this episode. So now that you've sold the cars and you've been in the car business for a month, two months, or whatnot, and you're getting starting to get sales underneath your belt, you're getting a couple re- uh, referral customers that are uh, referring people to you. So what happens is is sometimes you you thought you did everything right in the deal, right? And the customer didn't buy. What your first reaction always is to do when you're new in the car business is to be like, oh, well, they didn't put enough in the trade. Oh, well, you know, my, my manager wouldn't discount the price enough. Oh, my manager wouldn't work on the rate that I wanted him to. Oh, the manager said we couldn't do that without any money down. And what happens is, and in some cases that might be true, but in some cases, it might be just something you didn't do in the process. So like in the initial meet and greet, when you talk to the customer, did you find out who the true buyer was? Did you find out whether it was the wife or did you find out whether it was the husband? Or did you find out whether it was the kids that are gonna be making the decision? And as funny as y'all might think that might be, sometimes the kids do make the decision in the purchase. They make the decision on the color of the vehicle. So whereas you might negate the fact that the kid wanted a red truck and you didn't have it in inventory and all you had to do was dealer trade it, you negated that fact. You didn't even listen to the kid. Same thing with the, the wife. The husband says, we can't afford that, but the wife wants, you know, um, powerful third row seats or she wants blind spot monitoring system. And all you had to do was find that one vehicle discounted just a little bit to overcome that objection, but you didn't listen to that. What you did is you stuck hard to what the husband had to talk about. You get what I'm saying? It's those things that you need to listen to. Uh, And I'm not always perfect at it because we go out there and we go out with this arrogant mindset, this egotistical mindset, and and what we think we know, we, we think we know the customer, but we truly don't because we're not listening to everything they have to say. Next thing goes for when you're doing the um, um, the needs assessment. Customer comes in on a luxury vehicle, you automatically put them on a luxury vehicle when all they want to do is get back down to a base model vehicle or they want to go down a trim level. Customer comes in to trade in a truck, you automatically assume that they wanted, wanted a truck. And what they really want to do is just downsize so they can get in the car. But what you did is you pushed objects upon them that they really didn't want. Or whenever you're sitting there and you're doing the needs assessment and um, they sit there and they tell you, well, I'm really just trying to lower my payment or um, you know, my interest rate was really high last time or I got really low interest rate last time. You didn't listen to that fact when you were presenting the pencil. Well, I got 0% last time. Well, when you're presenting, when you're asking the desk manager to pencil the deal, 
you know, hey, they said they got 0%, so low interest rate is very important to them. Because we can always overcome a disc, a rebate with a discount in most cases, not all of them, but we can always present the pencils in two different forms. You can present it with the rebate or you can present it with the interest rate. Therefore, you give the customer the option to review. You don't tell the customer how to buy. And don't get me wrong, I always think you should, tell how the, you should teach the customer how to buy. Don't tell them how to buy. Because if you tell them how to buy, they automatically put their defense system up. If you teach them how to buy, they're going to sit there and they're going to listen to you. So when you sit there and you're doing their needs assessment and you hear 0%, you know interest rate's a very huge concern for them. Or when you sit there and all of a sudden you have a bad credit customer, I don't even think I can get approved. Will you listen to them? Listen to what they've been through. Listen to, hey, I went to five other dealerships. All they did was take my credit application up front. I know what my credit score is. Can you get me done? And I'm going to tell you to always get the credit app pulled, but that's when you get a manager involved. That's when you get a finance manager involved. That's when you get the early management TO involved. Therefore, you listen to the customer. It's these simple things that you just need to do. Next, you move on to the step of um, either getting their uh, vehicle appraised or you sit there and you um, pick a vehicle out for them. So what happens is, is when you go out on the lot and you pick a vehicle out, you pick sometimes as a salesperson, you pick the vehicle out that you want, okay? And don't lie, you've all done it, because I've done it myself. But you go out there and you pick out the vehicle that you want and not what the customer wants. Oh, I'm gonna sell this vehicle to them. But what you're doing is you're talking on deaf ears on certain things because they just don't want that vehicle. And you've really kind of insulted them at some point because they told you what they wanted but they, you didn't listen to them, okay? And that's what happens. The other thing is when you're going over there to get their vehicle appraised, you need to listen to what they say. Because here's the thing, when you're doing your needs assessment and you're getting their vehicle appraised, you're going out there looking at the vehicle and looking on that vehicle and what their vehicle has at that point in time. So this vehicle that they're trading in, it has, if you did your needs assessment right, hey, what was it on the vehicle, what, what on the, your current vehicle do you like that you, that you wish um, that you had on this vehicle and what on your current vehicle that you don't have that you wish you had on this vehicle. And that's when you listen to the customer. And if you don't do that and you bring the vehicle up and you bring up exactly what they bought, why are you gonna, why would they buy from you in the first place? And that's what I'm talking about. Self-evaluate yourself throughout the process. I'm trying to give you all little tidbits here and there. I could dive in really, really deep. I'm diving in as deep as I can, surface level for y'all. But, when you go over to um, the manager, and if you've devalued that trade, there's certain things you can do. So when you're over there devaluing the, devaluing the trade, you listen to what the used car manager said. Hey, I don't know if they know this, but the AC's not blowing cold all the way. They're gonna have to replace that. Hey, I don't know if the customer knows this, but that engine on the rear view, um, the motor on the rear on the rear passenger window doesn't work all too well. It's about to go out. That's going to cost you about 500 bucks, and that's my cost. So at the end of the day, when you're sitting there and you're, you're over there with the used car manager and you're just wanting to appraise real quick so you can get back to your customer, make sure you listen to what the manager is saying or what the used car manager is saying. Hey, the sunroof, it's leaking right here because you got water spots right here. Listen to that, all that stuff because what happened is, is in your mind, the used car manager didn't give you enough for the trade. What you didn't do is you didn't devalue the trade enough for the customer to see the value or the value that, that it's not worth. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Evaluate your process. Evaluate what you could have said and what you couldn't have said during certain points. 
same thing goes. You take the customer, you do an, uh, a product presentation, you do a walk around, you do the million dollar walk around. But what you didn't do is you didn't listen to what the customer said. Hey, safety's a big concern. I just told it out my vehicle. I didn't have side curtain airbags, which I think all vehicles do. Or, you know, I didn't have airbags that protected my knees. Does this vehicle have it? But you didn't listen to him. And all you talked about was, hey, this vehicle's got blind spot monitoring system. Hey, this vehicle's got, you know, sync and navigation. Hey, this vehicle has radar detection. They're not listening to that. What they're wanting to hear is, is this vehicle going to protect my knees if I get into an accident next time? And that's what they want to hear. So the other thing is, if you're sitting there, and like I said, if they have kids, and all you're talking to them about is, man, look at the horsepower of this vehicle, blah, blah, blah. They want to hear safety. Safety is the major concern for them. It isn't, well, I, you know, it's got 300 horsepower. This thing go do zero to 60 in, you know, 4.2 seconds. You know, and what they're hearing is, okay, that's cool. But like, I want to know if I get, if I get into an accident in this vehicle, will my kids be protected? Yeah, I like the horsepower, but like, if I'm getting on the ramp, is it, is the, is the engine going to delay a little bit and going to shoot me back to where I got to wait for it to wind up to pull me forward? Is the transmission going to wind up a little bit? That's what they're listening to. If I got to sit there and all of a sudden break, you know, is it going to, is it going to, is it going to break up on me? You know, like a, is it going to have an anti-lock braking system or is it going to, you know, lock up on me? And that's what they want to hear. Hey, you know, when, when you hit on the brakes on this Mr. Customer, the analog brakes going to kicked in, but I can tell you one thing because of the radar system, you know, if you come up on a vehicle, it's going to alert you. It's going to automatically hit the brakes for you a little bit, give you a little bit of a warning. Therefore, when you do pull up on the vehicle, you'll have some warning and it'll always slow you down. So the impact will be less. I know that you've been in an accident and I know that's very important to you. And that's the stuff you have to listen for. You know, it's just all those simple things. Hey, Mr. Customer, I know you had the um, Chevy Tahoe uh, and for some odd, and I know you, you said the third row seat didn't fold down. This was a while back. Um, and that was a key thing to you. You know, this one actually folds down. You don't have to worry about it. It folds completely flat. It doesn't do that humps thing to you or whatnot. And that's what's important to you. And those are those things you just got to listen to. Because if you skip that step and you didn't show them that feature, they never knew that feature existed. So therefore, they didn't buy from you. You get what I'm saying? Now you move on to when you get back and you start negotiating the pencil. Now, there's all sorts of things we can go on, talk about, whatever. It's just... When you're beginning to negotiate that pencil, you gotta figure out, you gotta listen to what the customer says. I'm not gonna get too deep into this, but the customer, you're sitting there and you're negotiating the pencil with the customer, and uh, you know, this is the market value, this is the market, uh, this is the market selling price of the vehicle, this is the market value for your trade-in. Um, however, um, or these are your down payments, blah, blah, blah. The customer goes, well, you know, I don't have any money down. Um, okay, Mr. Customer, I hear what you're saying. So therefore, if we put no money down, your payment's going to go up, you know, uh, for every thousand you don't put down, it's going to go up 20 bucks. So let's take this zero down. Do you mind if I ask you a question? And they're going to be like, yeah, I, I, I hear you don't have any money down, but you do have a current payment coming up. You know, what if we put, you know, that current payment's $500 down? So it looks a little bit better to the banks. Can we put $500 down? And if we put $500 down payment, this will be your payment. Yeah, but what you did is you got them to secure the down payment and you got to secure the payment. And I'm not saying don't close them there, but in all actuality, before we move on, is there any other issues that we need to uh, cover? Or is there any important more, more, more parts of the negotiation we need to cover? Or is there any, any, any other concerns uh, with you? Well, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure the interest rate's really good. Okay, well, I, I get that. Okay, besides that, is there anything else? Yeah, you know, I looked at the trade-in. 
you know, I Kelly Blue Book, blah, blah, blah. Besides, so if you, what you're saying is if I can get you a little bit more for the trade-in, um, you, you're okay, right? Yeah. So besides that, is there anything else? Well, you know, I saw this price online. I didn't know if it could happen. I saw this rebate. Okay, besides that, is there anything else? And therefore, you listen to all that. And, I th- and that, there's more in-depth training to that. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to get everything out eliminated on the first pencil. Therefore, you can go back with the second pencil and be done with it. Because the, the more pencils you take out, the more your gross takes out of your pocket. So that's one of the key things. Make sure you listen to what the customer says. Because the customer might be talking down payment, but they're really talking about the trade-in. And I'm not asking you to bring up um, um, objections if you don't have to. But say, hey, besides the down payment, is there any other, is there any other thing we need to cover? Well, no, I think everything else looks good. No, you know, I think the trade-in, I think kind of hit me a little low on that one. Because what happens is, is the customer's going to sit there, you're going to take the pencil to the desk, customer's going to sit there and think, man, I really, I think my trade-in's worth a little bit more. All of a sudden, he jumps on Kelly Blue Book, NADA, he's appraising his vehicle, because you didn't address the issue. So you bring the pencil back, and the customer goes, you know what, I really got to think about this. The reason why is you didn't really ask him anymore, is there anything else? Because what they're doing is they don't want to. Right now, at this point, you gave them seventeen thousand for the trade. The vehicle to them is worth nineteen because Kelly Blue booked it out. You know what they did is you've embarrassed them or you've insulted them. So now they're going to shop around and see what their trade's actually worth. And that's what I'm trying to tell you about. Make sure you listen to that. Once you get done doing that, you get them into finance. Make sure you. I'm sorry, I keep on repeating myself on listen. But whenever you sit there and well, at this point, you didn't sell them a vehicle. So we're not going to go into any more of that process. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. When you're sitting there and you're doing everything you can and they didn't buy a car from you, self-evaluate yourself before you start pointing fingers. Before you start you know, saying, hey, um, I, before the customer leaves or I, the customer left, hey, what if I give them another 500 for the trade? Hey, can you do that? Did you actually devalue that vehicle when the customer was here? You know, and that's those things that you really, really have to listen to. Self-evaluate your process. Self-evaluate what you did. Self-evaluate what you said. There's a lot of good books on that, guys. So just make sure you're, you're, you're taking yourself out of the equation. Just imagine, and this is what I always tell everybody. Whenever I sit there as a manager and I go take a turn on a customer or I go talk to a customer I, I, and I don't close the deal, I don't go, well, that customer's stupid. Now, don't get me wrong. They're stupid. They're dumb. There is dumb dumb motherfucking customers out there. Stupid customers out there. I agree with y'all. There's customers out there that are just so off the fucking chart and wall, you ain't going to sell them shit, okay? But there are customers that you said the wrong thing to. And so what I do as a manager, I go out there, I take a turn, or if I didn't take an initial TO and I'm now hopping in, I always ask, did did you take the vehicle for a test drive? And I eliminate that right away because if they didn't, I'm not going to negotiate numbers. But what I do after I've exhausted all options, I take, back, I take a look back, I say, well, did I say this? Did I do this? Did I watch their temperament? Did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? I have little check marks in my head. I don't know what they are because I do it, I do it in my head so often that I kind of play it out. And if I have to evaluate everything, I take it up a level higher, I take it to my GM or the GSM or whatever it may be, and I say, hey, or I take it to my used car manager. Hey, look, I know that I looked at this vehicle, it's, it's this value, I really think I can close them down, can you give me 500 more? I think I can close them down here, I discount the price to my vehicle, and I self-evaluate everything I did before I just discount and give them more for the trade, because that's not always the answer they're looking for. And then when you do that, as soon as they leave, 
there's in the customer's mindset, and, and I know you all know this at this point, that there might be more and more room, and they're gonna try to find it if you live in a competitive market. So what you need to do is self-evaluate everything from the very get-go, okay? Guys, I, I think I gotta finish up. I'm at the end. Yeah, I got about, I don't know, a couple more minutes left, a few more minutes left. But guys, like I said, I'm gonna hop more into the um, uh, overcoming objections. I'm gonna pick out one objection and do it on uh, Friday, Saturday. Y'all did an awesome job on the Monday podcast. I didn't think it was gonna be as awesome as I could, but guys, that one actually hit the ball, hit the, we nailed the ball. We hit the ball out of the ballpark on that one. I think I'm gonna do a couple more of those. I'm gonna try to keep it up, guys. Um, Understand though, I started at a new dealership. I'm gonna be taking maybe over the roles as a GSM, and I got a lot, a lot on my plate, so please uh, bear with me if y'all don't hear podcasts from me every so often because I still got to do I still got to work for a living I, I appreciate y'all for all y'all support thank you please private message me DM me I'm gonna announce the names of those people that did private message me when I do uh, uh, um, when I do uh, do a podcast over them so guys I truly appreciate you don't hesitate to reach out on me reach out to me don't hesitate to share this with everybody. I don't care if they're an old, old timer in the car business. You can always teach an old dog new tricks, guys. Um, it's like I've said in the past. I'm gonna cut this one a little bit short. This could be the what is it? This could be the hardest five-figure job or the easiest six-figure job. It's just what you do and what you apply to it. And it's like Sid Clevenger says: we all win when we all win. So, guys, you know how I end this out. Peace.